Welcome to Dragon Age Off the Record, episode 12. I am Elizabeth, and with me is that road guy. Damn it, I thought you were going to say who, and then I was going to respond with, I'm busy. <laughs> well, I asked you if you were ready to go, and you said, yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, you missed the point, though. I was gonna, I was gonna be a jerk. You're always a jerk. I don't know why this is news. I'm a jerk. You are a jerk. But what do we have for you today? We're we're gonna talk about a little bit of multiplayer, and we're gonna talk about the keep because a lot of people are on their second playthroughs of this game and are forgetting to go back to the keep if they want to make some new backgrounds for their characters. That's right, you fancy pants. Luckily, I had a listener to remind me that oh, if you want to see this, you might as well try this. And we're gonna actually guide Road to make another keep save. Is that what you call them? You would call it my tapestry. Another tapestry, but that. Uh... We are going to make. Tapestry. A tapestry. A tapestry. That, see, that doesn't carry the same weight as enchantment. Enchantment? Do it again. Enchantment. Enchantment. <laughs> and tapestry. I just want you to know that I'm already, like, well into crafting this already. See, you're not supposed to be. You're supposed to be doing it along with us. Close that window. Damn it. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have a window open. What are you doing? I know what, what you're about? doing. I know what you're doing. You have no idea. Don't judge me. Why are you judging me? I don't know. Hey, hey, you guys, guess what we got to do today? They can't answer. This is a podcast. Shut up. We got to play Dragon Age multiplayer with Derek Holland. We did. We did. Hi, Derek. Hello. I call him Mr. Coffee Man with the, with the cowboy hat. He is involved in the multiplayer. So he kindly came on the game and gave us a little, little bit of tips. Well, he was very casual and laid back, but he wasn't like, no, you go do this. No, you go do that. He was almost like watching us. It's a little scary. No, it's scary. So you want to discuss multiplayer. So we got we, we played a little bit today. We had Derek Holland with us and we never finished a dungeon. Oh, we tried twice. Yeah, we did two playthroughs and we made it to the boss both times on routine difficulty with brand new characters. I was playing my freshly crafted Katari, which is a two handed sword wielding badass. Kunai. <laughs> Although I, has... I do have one complaint about the Kunari. Uh. He looks like he's trying to go full-on David Bowie with his face paint. <laughs> David Bowie from, from what? Uh, not Labyrinth. I, I don't know. Like, if we would have put white lipstick on him in Labyrinth, it would have absolutely been David Bowie. Oh, really? Which isn't a problem. I just, like, the, the all-white face paint kind of didn't allow me to see the definition of his face. Granted, I shouldn't have been looking at his face, but I was kind of, like, just, like, zooming around and looking at the game and panning my camera because... I do pan my camera a lot when I play games. As do I, yes. <laughs> I like to know where I'm going and what I'm doing. I had somebody today ask me, you know, should I ask for Dragon Age Inquisition for Christmas? And yes. of course, you know, my answer is yes. But they wanted to know a lot about the multiplayer. And since you and I, well, you've delved into it more than I have. They were asking, you know, is it a separate campaign? Well, yes, it's a separate campaign. You're not playing co-op in the in the storytelling mode, just for those of you that haven't even tried it yet. Yeah, it's it's very different. Nothing transfers over. None of the loot or anything transfers over. Just so you know that it is a separate entity all by itself. But it is very, very fun because it's fun to watch Road run around thinking he can kill stuff when really it's the guy that's with you that is a developer that's played this five billion times actually killing everything. <laughs> That's fine and all, but I was whooping things asses. I don't even want to hear crap. I was. Were you really? Look, I had a giant flaming sword. It was blue. And I was beating things with it, okay? It was not blue. No, the actual item quality was blue. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, how'd you get that, though? Uh, because I've played extensively with other characters, so I had some items that I'd saved up. So what happens? Okay, when you start this multiplayer mode, you can only play one of three types of characters. You can play a dwarf legionnaire, which is basically your tank in my in my head. Uh, there is yeah, a keeper. Is. There's mm -hmm. the mage, a keeper. It has to be an elf, and it has to be female elf. With the, with the in, uh, legionnaire, it's a, well, from what you can tell, a male. It is. It's a male dwarven uh, legion of the dead. And there is the archer. Uh, also male. Yep. So, uh, yeah, you can't change those, but it doesn't really matter because you're playing with other people. It doesn't, well. Well, I mean, yeah. So you can pick those characters, and each of these different characters in the multiplayer are members of the Inquisition. They're all agents of the Inquisition, and the story behind it is that when, you know, when you do your operations, you need to send people off to take care of oh. stuff for you. You're working on behalf of the Inquisition to go take care of these missions out and about in the field. Oh, so that's, that's kind of what's going on, yeah. That's pretty cool. Now, you cool. can unlock 
other uh, character styles, you know, like the, the elementalist, um, looking through the list, the necromancer. You can actually craft each of the characters. You just require basically the same way as you craft in the single player game. You need a certain amount of X materials and then plug those materials into the schematic that you already have to produce the character's armor. Once you build the armor, then you have the playable character. But you do have to get these materials from playing the game. Right. You have to break down your weapon, your weapons yeah, and you're, armor. Yeah, because you're going to find, um, basically what you do is you go about out and about through the game, and you'll find gold when you're smashing open vases, when you're opening chests, you know, killing certain boss monster types in there. You get gold for all these rewards. Although occasionally you can also be rewarded with an item, which is what I prefer to get because kind of the you roughly get thirty-ish gold out of a chest, and you can also get an item out of a chest. Well, if you look at the cost of the chest that you can purchase in the shop with the gold you collect, the item is actually the better value because then you can just directly break that down. Otherwise, you get I think from the largest chest it's like four items plus a bunch of potions. Had we talked about the chest? I can't remember if it was here or if I heard it on another show. No, we have not uh, that I am aware of talked about the chest. Which is kind of where the the money is made, quote-unquote, in the multiplayer. Because oh. you can use real-world money to purchase these chests, which chests are like booster card or booster packs for pick-a-random-card game or even baseball cards. When you buy a booster pack, you don't know what you're going to get out of it. You know that you have a chance of getting something good, or you could just get seven cards of complete crap. Well, the same is true of these chests. That's just like with me. When I was playing Marvel Heroes, I think that's what it's called. Whatever the one is, yeah. I would always buy Gambit's tarot cards and would oh, get yeah. shit. <laughs> yep. Never got Rocket Raccoon. I actually, uh, I bought a, just getting on the subject of a different game, actually bought a pack of uh, those cards during Halloween, and I think I got like four playable characters out of it. I think you got the costume for Rocket Raccoon, and you were like, no, I just need the character! <laughs> no, I don't think it was Rocket. Uh, who was it? It was one of the, the popular ones. I think it was Rocket. Uh, or Squirrel Girl. <laughs> I know, I got Squirrel Girl. No, screw that. Anyway, different game, different topic. How cool was it that, that uh, Mr. Holland knew Gambit? <laughs> Yeah, hey. That's awesome. Nerds are nerds. <laughs> and then we continue to speak about X-Men stuff for like 10 minutes. That was awesome. Which is great since, you know, the most recent movie was very fresh on my mind since I watched it this morning. See, I was I was try telling John on that episode 7.5, I was telling John, like, that Quicksilver scene is like it is with this tactics thing. You pause everything and then you unpause and everything happens all at once. That's what it's like <laughs> in yeah. this game. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And he like had that. no idea what I was talking about, but I was like, no, you don't understand! It's an X-Men reference and Dragon <laughs> Anyway, back to multiplayer. Because we like doing it with multiple people. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Maximum of four. That's where I have my cutoff. <laughs> That's the most co-op I'm allowing. I don't even right. know where to go on with that. Yeah, we were going to the characters. We were talking about uh, how to get other types of characters. This is designed to be in, say, like 30-minute chunks. Now, is it the same at all levels? You don't even know. I was going to ask, are all the levels the same? It's like area one through five. Uh, no, no. Actually, they there are zones. So once you start the game, you load into an area, and then you can open up that first door. That door loads zone one. Mm -hmm. And while the, the specific do zones are kind of pre-built segments... But the order of segments will be different. So they're, you know, zone one can be different six different times you play. These matches or whatnot, they're kind of like dungeons. Actually, they are just dungeons. Yeah, it's a dungeon run. First and foremost, they are dungeons. Now there are different areas in the dungeons. And these areas, tell us about the areas. There are, I think, three different areas right off the bat. I'm trying to pull this from memory. There's the, the Elven Ruins, Tevinter Ruins, and the Orlesian estate, uh, I guess. The Orlesian Chateau, the Tevinter Ruins, and the Elven Ruins. And there's three different difficulties. There's routine, which is easy, threatening, and perilous. And perilous is much too perilous. We were in the nick of time. You were in great peril. I don't think I was. Yes, you were. You were in terrible peril. Look, let me go back in there and face the peril. No, it's too perilous. <laughs> I've only played up through threatening so far. 
And that's with a, I had a somewhat higher character. Did you have a full four-person party? Uh, I think we had three-person parties still. Oh, you're brave. I think that's what it was, yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head completely, but... You're level 16 on one of your characters, aren't you? I think I'm level 14 on my archer, level 2 on my legionnaire, and I think level 6 now on my Katari. There's a level cap of 20. Yep. So you're pretty, I mean, well, you know, you're getting up there. But you can reset the characters back to level 1 to get a permanent attribute bonus to all of your characters. Attribute bonus? Yeah. Not attribute? Different zone, different region, different way of speaking. Don't mock me, I will stab you in the face. I'm from the East Coast. What the hell are you talking about? I'm not. Okay. Well, you said I'm you were... from the West Coast. I know, but you were developing. Okay. I, I live in the East now, not from the East. Like I said, different regions. Promoting a character will reset his or her level to one. Promoting right. a character. Yep, that's their fancy word. Promoting is uh, like in Call of Duty, they call it prestige. It's the same concept. You get to max level, then you reset, and you get certain perks or bonuses from resetting. Oh, resetting! Okay, I didn't understand that. Okay. Level 20. Once this is reached, your character can be promoted. That makes more sense, so you just keep going. So, will it say on, like, say we we were just talking with Mr. Holland, was he, like, uh, level 1 or level 4, but super level 4? No, his was just, I'm sure it'll have some kind of indication on there for us. Or actually, probably not. Because it just does give a static bonus depending on, uh, well, no, it doesn't depend on anything. It gives it to specific classes. But um, you do get, like, plus one constitution, plus one cunning, or plus one willpower, depending on which of the class types, you know, warrior, rogue, mage. Um, but no, it just it just puts them back down to level four. And now, if, uh, according to him on that fresh account of his, it was just a static level four. No prestige involved. I know what we were talking about. We were talking about chests. <laughs> Now, I know this was mentioned on episode 7.5, but I'd never talked about it with you in detail. You know a little bit more about it than we did at the time, because the game had really not been launched. Did you know that that Inquisition was actually going to be the multiplayer version all the way? Yeah, I had heard that, but I'm glad they didn't go that way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very glad they didn't go that way. In-app purchases. We were talking about chests. Okay, so if you have, I think if you have the version that you and I have, we have the deluxe or something. Right, so we get a free chest, which I, I think everyone gets a free chest, but it's, it's not like a big one, because there's three different ratings of chests, small, medium, large, and I also believe there are some potion crates that you can buy to give you just a allotment of potions, which I wouldn't do personally. I did. I totally did, because I didn't want to be dying with all you guys. Well, see, if you would have bought a large <laughs> chest for 1,200 gold, then you would have gotten uh, several items and a bunch of potions. Yeah, well, I figured I'd be playing, you know, a couple rounds. We'd get some more, you know. It was only 250 for the, the health crate, right. uh, the health potion crate. And by the way, yes, you'd only get a few health potions when you start out in this game. There are checkpoints where you can refill everybody's health, not their potions, though. And I would highly suggest holding off on taking any of these health potions for the last boss they decided to make us cry <laughs> in this game. Yes, Zone 5, which is where you fight the boss, is painful. And it's always unexpected to me because there's no, like, cutscene ahead of, you know, you're used to the game where there's some kind of cutscene before a boss. And this one is just, holy crap, why am I dead? <laughs> right. So, yeah, there, there are five different zones and you were talking about how, well, at least... In the version we played, I don't know if there are more anywhere else, but we played five and uh, they can vary all the time from time to time. We did get different mini bosses throughout the thing. Yeah, there there are events that can take place, such as you've got some artifacts or scrolls that are being burned. So you need to go save those from being burned and you get a little reward for that. Or you can find some agent of the Inquisition is there. So you've got to rescue him and escort him to the door at the end. Uh, what else is there? A specific type of mini-boss that needs to be assassinated that they just recently found out is in the area, so you are redirected to go kill them. Stuff like that. There's also doors. They can only be unlocked by specific types of class. You know, a magical door that can only be unlocked by mages, a locked door that can only be picked by rogues, or a wall that seems a little crumbly that can be knocked down by warriors. And those give you access to kind of bonus rooms or shortcuts. You usually get a lot of loot in there. That's from what I've seen, the few times I've played, mostly get loot. I don't even know if something's a shortcut. Well, and also in those 
in those rooms, you can also kind of... In specific rooms, you'll get a chest. And when you open the chest, there's kind of like a 50-50 shot where you will either get some gold or maybe an item. Or you can summon a demon. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it was true of the Orlesian maps, but in the Elven Ruin maps, it seemed like you could tell which ones were going to have demons in them, because I think they were on pedestals when you open the chest, oh. and they would always summon a demon... Whereas if they were just sitting on the floor, I believe it was always just going to be gold or an item. Oh, do they drop good stuff? What they do is they, I think, no, the the well, you have a chance of finding a quote-unquote rare item, mm -hmm. uh, a blue quality item, which I'm not sure if there's any higher qualities yet. I need to actually go and look into that. But you do have a chance of getting those when you open up the chest. But as far as just like the summon monster is concerned, I don't believe you get anything for that. Or maybe you do. I don't remember. I don't think you do. I think the big thing in this, also, if you're used to the tactics from the single-player game, there is no pause. And also, if you're playing on the keyboard, that V button is a pause button. And so when you're looking to search stuff, just because it's habit now... Yeah, definitely. Oh, man! I was pressing that, and I didn't know even what I was doing. It took me about three minutes of me just <laughs> pausing and unpausing after a fight to go, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> because it's just so secondary now. Luckily, in, in, in Elder Scrolls, I, I played a little bit last night, and luckily I don't have anything mapped to the V button, so uh, you know I wasn't having that problem. But I, I, every time I would kill something, V right afterward. <laughs> Pretty, I'm terrible going between games. Yeah, I, I've actually talked about this on one of my other shows, but the habit of pressing V every opportunity I have has carried over into a different game. Does it do anything? Kind of. I have it bound to something that actually kind of looks like the pulse, just coincidentally. Oh. It actually causes more problems. <laughs> it ends up drawing monsters to me. Oh, I just read this. Dragon Age multiplayer will launch with 12 multiplayer characters, and we will yes. release new characters after launch. Absolutely. There's been... Uh, so what they launched with are the initial three, which are the Archer, the Legionnaire, and the... Keeper? Yes. There's also the Assassin, the Reaver, the Hunter, the Necromancer, the Elementalist, the Arcane Warrior, the Katari, the Alchemist, and the Templar, which you have to accrue materials to build the armors of so you can unlock them. You played as the Katari. The Katari, right. Which is the, the big one ass Katari. The Katari Katari. And you had a bunch of bird heads on your back. And like, what did you say, Mabari for your shoulder yeah, pad? Yeah, he has like uh, pauldrons that are made of Mabari skulls. And he's got a bear hide on his back, and uh, he's got a bag full of bird skulls hanging off his butt. It's disturbing, to say the least. I guess to your foes, it might be very, very uh, <laughs> scary. I know to your to your allies, it was very scary. Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of the point. It's fear. And, I mean, when you look at it, the Kanari culture really does kind of reflect the, uh, the Japanese, the feudal Japanese culture. Whereas, like, in feudal Japan, the reason why they wore those demon-looking masks was psychological warfare. They wanted to strike fear into their enemies. So when they see this giant demon-looking guy coming at them, it just kind of inspires something that says that it's an oni or a demon. And that was kind of the point of that. And the same thing, you know, the, a lot of the Kanari culture really reflects Japanese culture in the same regard. And by putting on these war uh, this war paint and making themselves up to look like demons, which they kind of already do, it's, again, another fear tactic. Or there's probably some kind of tribal reason why he's got all these pelts and, and stuff on him. It could be that too. <laughs> Maybe he's just really superstitious. And <laughs> and they're like rabbit paws or whatever. Mm, I feel like that's not allowed by the cute. He would probably get sent to be brainwashed. Yeah, I got to... I'm starting my second playthrough, and I I'm, I love starting the second playthrough always in a game because I know what's going on finally, and I don't have that antsy feeling, you know, like, oh, I'm, I gotta get this done or I gotta remember this. This time I'm actually being reminded and remembering Talk to the Iron Bull, and he was telling me about all the brainwashing. Oh, I'd completely forgotten because this game is so freaking long, you forget what you hear in the very beginning of the game. Exactly. He sent himself to be brainwashed, right? Yep. Yep, he did. Was he, or did, did that ever yep. follow through? Yep. Oh, really? Yep. He voluntarily, okay. Yep. All right. Because that's part of their culture. So, yeah. And then he learned to love. <laughs> All night long. All night long. Gross. Not to get up too often multiplayer, there's not much more to say, really, until you play it. Uh, I mean, there's still some little tips in there, too. 
Well, well tell we us. We were talking about chests and all that. So the chests will reward you, depending on which grade you get, with items and potions. You know, obviously the more expensive the chest you get, the more items you're going to get out of it. So I always save up for 1,200 gold to get the large chest because it has the biggest turnaround. Now, you do get the chance of getting rare items out of that, which is all fine and good. And if you don't, well, that's, that's fine too. What you can do with all these crappy items that really provide you no benefit is you can deconstruct them. And by deconstructing them, you produce crafting materials. And when you have enough crafting materials, boom, you make yourself a character. And no, the crafting materials that you put into your character do not matter like the crafting. You just need enough materials. Now, that is not true of things like the weapon crafting and stuff like that, which I have not gotten into yet. What? what, what? So it does matter? You can... You can I, I'm sure that weapon crafting still does matter as far as material costs. I'm sure that's how it works, but I can't verify that because I've not done it yet. Because I found rare items that were good enough for me to go ahead and use those and, you know, kick ass. So why don't you keep us up to date on what you're doing in multiplayer? Uh, you have more friends than I do, apparently, online, as you were bragging earlier. <laughs> yeah, like three, you know. Having three friends isn't bad. Well, that's all you need. Pretty much. And unfortunately, it is not cross-platform. No, no cross-platform. I'm sure you're going to insert some kind of PC elitist thing here. And I don't know there why. are challenges. This is something I had a question on, and Rode interrupted while we were playing, so I never really knew about it. Or maybe you told me. <laughs> you can basically get, you do achievements. You know, you do, you get a thousand experience from this zone, and you unlock this tier, and then five thousand experience, you unlock that next tier, and most of the tiers are kind of just fluff. It's like, hey, I've done this thing. But if you look on the actual achievements themselves, you'll see five stars, because there's five levels in each of the achievements. At certain points, you'll see other stars that are kind of different from the other stars. So like, the third star of these five has something, like, a, a larger star around it. And if you highlight over that, you'll see that it'll provide you either a banner for your name card, or a title, or a different icon. And then once you unlock those, you can change the look of just your title card. Boom. Just kind of fluff. Like me, I've got the Dalish emblem as my icon, and I've got, uh, I don't remember, something like Ranger or something like that as my title, because I played a crap ton of Archer. I had to play an Archer this time. I'm not, I'm not a player that, unless it's a single player game, I won't play an Archer now. Now that I know better. I'm not very good at it, but you guys were very, very kind to me and didn't yell at me for anything, so <laughs> I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I'm not typically a person to yell at people when playing games. Well, you, you could mock me. Oh, I would definitely mock you. Okay. I was, I was too busy mocking you. The only you, thing I, I had to do was keep going, Liz, hey, come unlock this door. Finally, I did it once where I didn't have to be prompted by you guys. <laughs> See? You're learning. Uh, yay! Yay! So... That's a brief overview on multiplayer. Yeah, if you guys are on PC and want to... I mean, if you want to contribute to the conversation, guys, tell us what your favorite class is. I'm pretty sure the Katari is my favorite class. But you ha haven't played them all. I, mean, I don't need to. See, <laughs> here's the thing. Two-handed sword, giant Kunari. Why do I care about anything else? I am interested in... I would say probably Alchemist, because Alchemist is the specialization that Varric gets later on in the game, and those grenades are kind of godly. Wait, I thought that was Sarah. No. Okay. What is Sarah, then? I don't remember. I don't, I don't use Sarah, so I don't know. Because if you've got Varric as a ranged rogue, why mm -hmm. do you need anything else? Oh, right, you don't. I don't know why I don't take Varric with me. I think in my head, he is always just the storyteller. He's not a fighter. He's a lover, not a fighter. He kind of needs to be there to see the story unfold. No, he could he could weave a story out of anything anyway. He could, but it's much more colorful if he has the exact facts, and then he can distort them to his own means. Speaking of weaving stories, how about those tapestries in the keep? <laughs> ah. <laughs> and that, folks, is what we call a segue. Segway. Wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't call it out. Damn it. Okay. Well, Liz, tell us about these tapestries. We're going to talk about the keep because, like I said before, people are starting their second and sometimes even third 
playthroughs and they're forgetting to do the keep. You guys, you gotta do the keep. It's gonna help change up your game also. I'm using the exact same save for my second playthrough as I did for the first one. You Did you forget or you just wanted? Uh, no, because I was pretty, pretty okay with the story and then I got to thinking about it and I realized strictly for spoiler, because we're still not gonna go into spoilers yet. I mean, it's still too early, but we can still talk about some things, I'm sure. People are finishing up the game for the first time. I want to keep it a little because people will be getting it for Christmas. Maybe give that a week or two. Yeah, let's let's. So go to DragonAgeKeep.com and you can sign in with your Origin account if you had one. There, there there's a way to sign in with your PlayStation Origin or Xbox. Uh, I know I started yeah, yeah, out with yeah, Xbox. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's there's specific ways. So everyone that can play Dragon Age uh, can also access the key. Yeah, just use that name and password, and then you get in there, and then they're going to give you a default world state, but you can change that up. And I'm I'm not in the area actually on the site right now where I could do that so I could guide you through it, but <laughs> we like to do this from the tapestry view because they like to, at the first, when you first start this, it's going to try to do this by telling you the story and then you choose like like a choose your own adventure book that's really hard to explain but you can hear Varric telling your story and you can choose uh, what so-and-so did or who so-and-so did <laughs> and at the time but we like tapestry mode because we like to go and pick and choose all at once i'm impatient and i like to see all my choices all at once and so-called a tapestry because there are little blocks on your screen that you can click on and and you can go into a menu and it'll ask you let's say i'll i'll just click on something i'll click on companions under dragon age origins now it's gonna say okay did you romance alistair or did you recruit the dog if you didn't recruit the dog you're a horrible person to stop playing oh my last save i didn't recruit win Ooh. what oh that's what now, there, one of the big things about this is that some things will cancel out each other. This time I decided, we've talked about this, this is no spoiler because we talked about this on previous shows, the plot of Dragon Age Origins, you can let all the mages in the tower die. And that's what I did this time. I said, yeah, I'm going to agree to Cullen's request to invoke the right of annulment on the mage tower. I did that. So now Cullen's going to come out like a sociopathic freak when you see him uh, i don't know no he doesn't <laughs> because of that it would conflict with what i had previous chosen previously chosen that yeah i recruited win but it'll say uh-uh-uh you can't recruit win if you do that and so you, you can go back and and re-choose things or you can reaffirm what you've done before it'll keep tabs on you mr gator was talking about how how diligent these people are putting this together and they really did have to be there are little things that you don't realize like with connor with his choice i was going back and forth and back and forth <laughs> Trying to make sure that everything worked out. Yeah. And you can do this with Dragon Age Awakening and Dragon Age 2 and even Dragon Age Legacy, the DLC for Dragon Age 2. Did they actually update the Legacy part? I haven't looked to see if Legacy DLC. Let's click on that. Uh, you can... Right, Legacy. I was thinking, uh... Derp. The Soralt thing. Soralt? The web game. Takes seven days to play that I've already forgotten about because I got my perfect save for that one. Crap. <laughs> I don't remember anymore. Last court. That's what it was. There we go. Woo! Gotta get those gears turning. In the Legacy DLC, there are only two choices. There's a sided with Jainka and or sided with Larius. 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 It's a little weird to go back and Malcolm's forth. Malcolm's will. Menus. And Malcolm's will, whether or not, you know, Hawk found it or did not find it, whatnot. A lot of these, I think, might be a little telling, but some of them, I think they threw in there just to throw us off. <laughs> because I saw nothing in the game about a couple of these things. And it looks like there is an area here for Dragon Age Inquisition. You can make those choices for another game. Really? Look yeah. Look at the first page. You have to scroll all the way over to the right, but you see it says feature coming soon for Inquisition. Hmm. How about them apples? <laughs> oh, yeah, Inquisition. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting for that to come out. I don't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see how badly I've screwed up my game. You can also import your characters. This is where the rumor came from that you can actually import your old saves uh, into the game uh, itself. No, you can import your old saves into the keep. They'll set everything like you let Isabella live or, or Isabella didn't leave or you made a Nora queen or whatnot. Uh, it, that's where they will import. They'll show up here. Also, if you didn't play Dragon Age 2, you can make your choices here as well. You know, you don't right. get too much and you probably don't care that much. If you play different characters, I believe you have to import all these saves per character if you have different keep saves. Does that make sense? 
Right. Okay. You have to have it, you know, one at a time. That's what the game's going to register. My second playthrough, I messed everything up on purpose. You know, I had all the elves died in the nature of the beast from the first game. And I think I had Bronca live, maybe. Anora was queen that that killed me but I kind of wanted I want to see my next time if Loghain was king and I'll probably make Alistair drunk next time too yeah why would you do that it's next fun time. no it's wrong because some of these things as far as I know all you're gonna you're going to encounter are uh things from the war table actually I want to try I want to try my companions from Dragon Age 2 I want to try being queen of Starkhaven and seeing if that does have an impact. Because we've said before, Hawk does show up in Inquisition. Yes, he does. Literally. At, and I remember predicting that, no, they're just going to say the name, you know, kind of like they did in Dragon Age 2. No, no, well, Hawk no, is there. Well, I mean, you've seen in the trailers. Hawk shows up in the trailers. Well, I'd never watched any of the trailers. But I thought, you know, oh, there's going to be a name. And now that I know it, Hawk really is there. I want to know the consequences of being with certain companions like Sebastian. Because my character would be Queen of Starkhaven. You know, that would be pretty great to have Hawk running around. Oh, it's the Queen of Starkhaven. And you can choose whether or not Anders is alive or dead. Yeah, I really feel like I'm going to kill Anders in my next playthrough. Also, they do have... I never finished the DLC for Dragon Age 2 with Talus. Now, the only two options with her are didn't make Talus a friend or did. And the other one is whether or not you kissed Talus. I have no idea what that means because, like I said, I've never finished that DLC. Skyrim came out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm never going to play it because... Yeah, and it's on my Xbox. I'm not going to download another one. It ruins my immersion. Because because Felicia Day? I, I can't play the game and not see Felicia Day. And that just yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to do. I don't have a problem with Felicia Day. I'm just not like a follower of Felicia Day's. Now, are you making up a messed up save this time? Hell no! Why would I do Why that? Why not? What? Oh, no, come on. I'm not a That's bad no person. fun! I'm not a bad person. I can't do that. No. I'm not going to play worst case scenario war. Look at this. Look at this. Look. This is not your character. These are other characters. You are not I don't know. or... No, no, no. You don't understand. If I'm going to play the hero of a game, I'm going to play the damn hero of the game. But you're the hero of this game, not the other ones! Doesn't matter. I want the world to be perfect. See, that's just gonna fuck shit up. <laughs> no, it's gonna be amazing. Don't argue with me. Why? Why are you judging me? I'm not judging you because honestly, me. I usually You're do the same thing. Me. But this time, I want to see what's different. And so, as long as I'm going a little bit different, I might as well meh. Might as well go all the way. Now, there are a couple things that I couldn't not do. I can't not have Alistair's romance. Can't. I went a little dark on some of these choices. Now you're no fun. But I have to. Well, why do you have to? Because I, I just, I need things to be perfect. I am the kind of guy who will play Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age 2, the exact same way over and over and over and over and over and over and over. I don't blame you. I want I, to, Though I, I do kind of like, I'm looking at, did the warden help Alistair track down his half-sister? And I'm really looking at this going, mm, you know what, probably not going to do this. Probably not going to do it. I, see, I think I chose the same thing both times because I didn't know what? whether or not I'm going to see it. What? Half-sister? Oh, right. Because, oh, never mind. I just answered my own question in my head. What? Well, I was looking at the half-sister part and not the full-sister part, and then I realized, oh, that's right. Merrick wouldn't have been her father. She did say she was a half-sister, but I don't... I mean, Yeah, I, because she would have had a different father before Merrick came into picture. And quote unquote got it on with her mother, which never actually happened. What? So, wait, what? She got it on with her mother? No, Merrick got it on with her mother. Quote unquote, never happened. We we've already talked about this extensively. <laughs> well, I was also thinking that she could be uh, Fiona's daughter, also because what if that guy that owned her before got her knocked up? No. No, there, there's absolutely no relation. We, I think we pretty much already established that with David Gator. So yeah, well, you know no what? He, he said nothing. It's implied. He said nothing. It's implied. Just like I told that voice actress in a different interview I took part of, no answer is still an answer. <laughs> you can discern much from a lack of an answer. Isn't there something in Dragon Age Origins where it, quote-unquote, hardens Liliana if you do one thing or the other? Yeah, I'm not going to set her free, though, because then you've got this assassin roaming the world that already has a vendetta against you and Liliana, so. Probably looking, but there are some things you told Ban Sigurd about Oswin. That's the guy that was tortured 
in the dinner room castle. How it was having him tortured. How does that come into play? This is mind-boggling. Some of these choices that you get to make in here. I'm just going to go ahead and say that uh, a lot of these options just aren't actually going to play out. I mean, it's kind of like that the, you uh, know the tale. Of. Well, th yeah, there could still be something much later on. But I mean, looking at the presently popular Telltale games like Walking Dead and stuff like that, sometimes you'll make a decision in those games. And it'll say, this character might remember this. Which <laughs> really wouldn't matter considering three seconds later the character died. So who really cares if they remembered it or not? Maybe they wrote it in a diary and you're going to find it and somebody's going to click too fast. No, I mean, literally three seconds later, they got killed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you live and learn. Live and let burn. Nathaniel's alive and well. Was there ever a chance of him dying? Yes. And Many was there times. ever a chance of the Keep and Amaranthine protected in, in uh, Awakening? What about Auburn um, and Felsi? I mean, where are these choices coming from? And when will they apply? All I want to see is little Ogryn bearded babies running around. This time I, I said they parted on bad terms. Because <laughs> I'm mean. Hmm. You're not a good person. Why would you do that? Well, I'm not no, perfect. No, no, it doesn't matter. You're making you're making bad decisions in life right now. And I don't like it. Why? Because you're you're screwing with Felsi and Ogryn's weird love. Hey, look, my first one is the one that counts. And you're killing all the good people. The first one is the one that counts because that's the one where I was like, oh, this is what I've done previously. But now I just want to see the differences. That's the point of doing the keep again is you want to see the differences. There are things about the lady in Denerim from the first game where you want to help her with her research. I don't exactly know where that could come in. Returning Sten Sword, I don't know what, where that would come in. This is amazing. Some of these choices are cool. I have heard Sten actually plays a role later on later on in this like for real in this game that in, you already... like in the overall story maybe not in the game but he apparently appears much later on as someone else entirely in the comics so really yeah i don't so remember that might oh. come to play later on too maybe so i guess we'll have to wait and see how that turns out won't we oh my god see this is i wanted you to choose some messed up stuff and then tell us about it but you're not going to no, no, because I'm. I, this is going to be my stream one. I'm going to stream this playthrough, and I don't want to encounter bad things. What's the significance of this? Fed Ostagar prisoner the guard's lunch, <laughs> or you could steal the key. From I don't him. know because he's dead. Well, you find dead, his corpse. But you could kill him in the DLC. You find his corpse. You could leave him alone. You could kill him. You could feed the prisoner stolen food or feed the prisoner the guard's lunch. You can buy it to feed the prisoner. I've never knew that. I know what it is. It's karma points. You're building karma right now. No, that can't be it. All the choices you're making, the good choices, they're all karma points. And then when you get to the end of the game, after all the DLC's been released, when the maker comes down from on high and turns out to actually be Fenheral the whole entire time, uh, and Andraste comes back as a pet poodle, then you will be judged by the poodleness and stuff. Okay. In Dragon Age 2, did you join the smugglers or the mercenaries? I'm going to go with probably the mercenaries on this next one instead of going with the smugglers. But I'm also making my hawk mage instead of... Which makes me so, sad. So Bethany's dead. So Bethany's going to be dead. Because Bethany's dead either way. So In the very least, I want to at least control her fate. She's going to die either way. So. Oh, God. Really? Yeah, kind of. Well, she could join the wardens and she doesn't die. I know, but... Because I know in my playthrough this time, Carver was alive. I know. And Bethany's alive in my playthrough, but still. When you're choosing your hawk for this, of course, you can import your save from Dragon Age 2, but you can also choose default ones, and you get to change their personality. I decided to do the humorous one instead of the diplomatic or whatever, angry one. I don't know. <laughs> I call it angry, but it's something else. Yeah, there are a lot of little things that you don't... Sometimes they will pop up, and you know why you made that decision in the keep, but sometimes you're like, what was this for? Are they just trying to throw me off? <laughs> what else are you choosing? Tell us. I don't know how much of this I want to... I can always edit it out. Yeah, I, well, no, I mean, I'm just trying to think of if there's any real differences that I'm going to make. Like, I wonder if I if I made Bella... That's the one I was thinking of! The owner of the tavern, if she will appear. Be there, that's what I, I wanted to check out Instead when I Instead of leaving to, to uh, start a brewery. In my first games, I usually have her leave so that she will marry Tegan. Bella or the... Did she marry Tegan? Either she or the girl whose little brother was... Yeah, there... <laughs> 
There's also a choice with the little boy in Redcliffe that's hiding in the closet. That actually comes into play. Well, I don't know if it comes in play in the game, but I know in the keep, you can make all those different decisions like paid him for the sword. I gave the sword back. I remember in the game, you can say someday you'll grow up and you'll be able to use this. And I'm thinking, what if it shows up in here? So I'm excited to see if that goes anywhere. That's going to be cool. Mm. (laughs) Now it's... I'm going to allow the Arctic to live. I know that much. Nathaniel is, of course, alive and well. But then I think, well, what if there is a, is a little subtle difference in the game? I found a way to protect both. Fuck yeah, I'm going with that. Yeah, there are a couple of choices in here that I'm like, I didn't know that that was possible. <laughs> I felt like I knew that, but... Uh, <laughs> now, there isn't a choice in this game. You were talking about in The Nature of the Beast, where that guy's wife was turned into a werewolf. You can either tell him or not tell him. There's not, they both live. I just chose not to, and I'm using a headcanon on that one, so. Headcanon? Headcanon. 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 Let's let's click on Act 3, Dragon Age 2. Sophia and Avernus both perished. Ethical research. There we go. Oh, I chose both perished because I don't think I've ever done that one. (laughs) But he needs to advance the wardens. And I turned that guy that ran away from the mages in Dragon Age 2, or the circle, and all he wanted to do was get laid. And so I returned him to the circle just to see if he would show up (laughs) instead of letting him go. Because I feel like if I let him go, he's just going to be one of the dudes that I kill out in the wilderness. And then I'll never know because I don't really stop, you know, and ask people what their names are before I kill them. Hmm. Shale recruited. Poor Shale's recruited. I really want Shale to appear. I want to see Shale. I don't know what happens with that story. I need to read the comics, I think. Okay, so I, I was going through the Dragon Age Inquisition, or the Dragon Age off-the-record email, and I forgot mm-hmm. we had some emails. This started this one from Jack. It's saying, Dear Liz and the other. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Jackie. Jack. Uh, Jackie. Jack A. No, it's not Jack. Well, yeah, it is Jack A. He says, Nobody expects the Herald's Inquisition. Our weapons include, but is not limited to, surprise, fear, singing, nice uniforms, and an almost fanatical devotion to Andraste's Herald. What does this mean, you ask? I am enjoying the mother-loving crap out of Dragon Age Inquisition. For its characters, except Vivian, who is a female dog. The gameplay, the story, the outrageous amount of reading, the Monty Python reference, the fact that there is a singing group in Skyhold that is debating on whether to be called the Sinquisition or the Harry Heralds. <laughs> this... The above are just a few of my favorite things so far, which leads me to ask, what is your favorite thing about the Inquisition? Thank you, Jack A. And P.S. If you make any songs for DA3, the Inquisition is the perfect name. And I agree. And I actually, I had read this the day after I had finished recording the American Pie one. <laughs> and I was like, how does he know? <laughs> which apparently went over really well. Yay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Every other word was from a different take. It was ridiculous. But anyway, um, what is your favorite part of the Inquisition road? Oh, man, I don't know. That's, there's a lot to go over with that. I mean, I'm already a good chunk of the way in my second playthrough. I will tell you what my least favorite is, siding with the Templar. <laughs> I, li- no. I like I like the Templar themselves. I think the to-be-new-Templar commander, I think he's pretty awesome, actually. He's like everything a Templar should be. You know, an, an actual valorous knight that just wants to serve the people and isn't out to abuse mages and all that. I But choosing Templar means that someone has to die. And See, uh, luckily you told me about this, but also luckily one of our listeners, uh, Belima, or I can't really pronounce her name, but she's she's freaking awesome. She's the one that, that tipped me off, oh, you need to go back and do the keep when you do your, your replay because... um. We were just trying to figure out story elements, and we were like, oh, if, th- if you do this, then this means this person might, you know, do something, you know. I don't want to go into it, but um, I was going to choose the Templars, even though you had warned me about it, and you know uh, I would be sad. I did it anyway, or I was going to do it anyway, but then I realized, oh, my testing of this keep thing wouldn't work out. <laughs> so, yeah, um, there's been a lot of thinking on, on behalf of like, okay, if this happens, then this happens, then this happens. Um, yeah, I just want to see where it plays out. So uh, so your least favorite thing was choosing Templar. Yeah, well, because there's a character that ends up dying as a result, and 
Yeah. He, she, them. I don't want to get into it yet because it's a big spoiler. But I had <laughs> to murder someone and I didn't like it. Well, that's that's part of the, the stuff that I think next episode we can start to get into because by now people will have played past that part. Definitely. I would hope so. Yeah. And if not, I don't even care at that point because what else are we supposed to do? Just keep it. <laughs> I mean, pretty much we've run out of pre-spoiler stuff to talk about. And that's the way that the podcast has been planned anyway. So the Inquisition, my favorite part, the little things, the little squee moments. Like when I hear Hawk talk about Anders or something, you know, of course, in my playthrough, Anders is alive. I really didn't know that Hawk was really going to be in the game because like I said before, I didn't I didn't pay attention to any trailers because I didn't want to know anything. That was a big surprise. So I, I like the little things, the little lore things that I know aren't secrets, but to me they are because most people don't remember. Okay, we got another one from Colin of... Uh, yeah, I love Colin. He's great. He, Hobbit. He says, hello, Dragon is off the record. I wanted to talk to you about the game a bit and a bit differently than either this game is awesome or this game sucks and is a piece of garbage. He says, first off, I love this game. I absolutely love it. It's in my top 10 list. Might even be above Skyrim. Second, I know it has issues, PC crashes, and the inability to actually connect to multiplayer with my friends and others I don't know about. But I wanted to talk about this stuff that was maybe underwhelming or failed to impress. I think the biggest thing for me was Valreo. Okay, in Origins, we got to Denerim, the capital of Ferelden, and we got to see the Market District, which actually had quite a bit to explore and little presents and quests to find. And there were a bunch of little sideways and alleys to clear out and quests to go clear rogue mages and bandits. Then we have the alienage and, of course, Liz, the Pearl. Anyways, and so when I found out that we could go to Valroyo, the capital of Orlais, and the capital of the Andrest Enchantry, I was interested to find out what we would see, putting aside the feeling that it is Orlais and how best to conquer it. <laughs> well, imagine how I felt when I found out that the point of power for one of the main powers of Thetis is actually a fancy dress block party with a few vendors thrown in for good measure. I have to say I was fairly disappointed when I got there and wanted to leave and go be awesome somewhere else. Thirdly, the side games, shard hunting, and astronomer fizzing. The Connect the Dots game. Shards aren't that bad, but I'd rather go kill things and talk to Morgan rather than stare through skulls, which isn't weird at all. Now, Connect the Dots game, I have not completed more than three or four of those because they make me rage more than anything. So, that's enough for me. Hope you guys are having a good time in Thetis. Colin, aka Hobbit. Hey, Colin! He's the one that got me Swotor. And that was my, my beginning of MMO playing, by the way. <laughs> The more you know. So, Orlay wasn't my problem. Okay, for his first thing when he said, I'm not going to do this game is awesome or this game sucks. I've only heard one person say they did not like the game. And I've heard it over and over and over again, by the way. But last night, I read a tweet from him that said, oh my god, this game actually is good. It's got a story. I'll bet you anything he was stuck in the hinterlands the entire time doing the side quests. <laughs> I know that's what happened. He finally moved on. And so now, thank god, I'll hear less from him. But... <laughs> With Orlay, I think he's talking about just Balroyo, where it's basically a vendor fest and, and a place for cutscenes. I see that, but when you get to the part where you actually go to the party, the ball, I mean, most people know about that, and Rhodes talked about it several times, <laughs> because he likes the balls. Hey, 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 hey. I take different companions every time I go. <laughs> I've heard that <laughs> my game... Uh, Okay, there, there is a point where you go to Valroyo, because we talk about it all the time, and, and um, or you're always talking about it in the game, you're eventually going to go there, and uh, that's towards the beginning of the game where you said, you know, they say, yes, you eventually have to go. You have to build up enough power to get there, but there you go. Um, you get introduced at the ball, and you get to hear, hey, Cullen's last name, which is Rutherford, which is adorable, and... <laughs> Apparently, you're supposed to wait for Sarah to what she's given as her name. I have never heard it, but I've heard it's worth waiting. Because if you start running up to the front of the room when they're introducing everyone, it cuts off and you don't hear everybody's name. That kind of sucks. Yeah, I did actually stick in my most, most recent play. I actually did kind of stick back and just listen to the names be read off. And you want to hear a fun one, listen to Cassandra's. Because Cassandra's one of those one of those people that, uh, because of who she is, Cassandra's one of those people that has like 5,000 names. I think like seven names into it. She just goes, oh, enough with it. <laughs> When I had those two in my party, she and Sarah, Sarah brought it up, but you know, I, I never knew how many names she had. So until somebody had mentioned it, you know, so I loved the game. You obviously get to play the game. So uh, I loved it. You hated it. You said, oh, no, I, I hate the game. 
quote-unquote, the game. I know what you meant. Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> Listen to the David Gator episode. You just don't like the way politics work over there. I could play it very well, don't get me wrong, but I hate being all politicky. I'd rather just run in and smash people in the face. Oh, it's fun. It's 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 a mind fuck. That's what's great about it. <laughs> it's still no, it's still fun. It was a very fun segment of the game. Oh, I think it's great. I love it. We've got Claudia from Italy. She says, "Hello, I'm Claudia from Italy, and I'm a big Dragon Age fan. And since some days, I'm also a huge fan of your podcast. And since some days, only some days, you're a fan of our podcast." Too. But she says, I stumbled on onto them by chance and got really addicted soon enough. Yay! It's like talking to other Dragon Age fanboys in real life, but without seeming strange and creepy to other people around. You say things <laughs> I'd like to hear. <laughs> I really love you guys, and we love you too. And she says she's on episode three, and she's going through the first two, and you made me want to read the books. She's already purchased them at the time of Dragon Age Origins, but never got to read them. And she thinks now is the right time. We think so, too. And she'd asked for the lyrics for the American Pie, which, of course, I sent her. And I mean, I can't. She's so sweet. You can't not. And as for your poll, I don't remember what poll we did, but apparently we did one. Giggity. It says, I've played all the Origins in Dragon Age Origins, but still, I can't stop doing my playthrough with Human Noble and Becoming Queen. I am so addicted. I agree. We were just talking about how we can't not do some things. Like, you can't be evil at any point. I can murder people, but only if they deserve it. Who really deserves being murdered? Well, Carver's one. You know what? That's, that's a different thing entirely. <laughs> I mean, look, the error shock. I could have just handed Isabella over and he would have left and that would have been the end of it. But Yeah, no, but then she would have died. Him. Well, no, she would have re-educated, yeah. Uh, let's see. There was also, let's see, Sophia, yeah. Not Sophia, but the demon that inhabited Sophia. There was that serial killer in Dragon Age 2. Uh, well, the other serial killer, not that serial killer. There was that slaver, and the other slaver, and the other <laughs> slaver, and then there was that slaver. Oh, what if you still had Fenris, you gave him back to whatever M name is, his master? Uh, Mr. didn't really matter because I killed his ass. But what if you did, I mean, you could do this, you could do this in the keep now. Like I said, I'm not a mouse. horrible person, so I can't do that. But that Magister show, it's not Mercurio because that's in Skyrim. I don't remember. Um, yeah, that guy. Um, she says also, she's now playing Inquisition and liking it a lot, but not much as, not much as D DAO now. And the main reason are the tactile camera controls, she thinks. And she's from the good old Baldur's Gate school, and I like to give orders to the party because she's bossy. <laughs> I agree. I'm having, I don't like this tactical camera. I know the purpose of it. I know the way to work it. I just, I can't see anything on my screen. There's, there are so many explosions going off. I don't know what's going on. I can't tell where anything is. But she says she's also sided with the Templars and for the error, to be honest, because she thought it would raise Cullen approval that way. <laughs> I would think the same thing. But her boyfriend sided with the mages and yesterday evening she's been seeing his playthrough and it is so much better than the Templar one. We could not agree more. And that old Liliana scene at the end almost made me cry, but everybody <laughs> cries in Bioware games. Pretty true. Yeah, they take my emotions and do whatever they want with them. Uh, that sounds illegal. <laughs> And Only says, in some anyway, countries. Don't you think so, too? And thanks again for the podcast. And thank you, Claudia. Um, I agree. The controls are what's throwing me off. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. Honestly, like, I've, I've seen some people complain about the PC controls in the game. And I genuinely have had no issues. I, I, I have issues because I can't tell what's going on anyway. And then I get confused because I do have my tactical camera pause when I start it or else I'm going to just see my cursor go somewhere else while things are attacking me. So I can't remember if I'm in tactical camera mode while paused or just my control button pause. Ugh. Anyway, yeah, I, I have a big problem and I, I would like to see the old tactics come back with the if and then. Even though my characters are doing fine without it, I like it. But yeah, there are a couple things I really miss from Origins, which one of the things is being able to talk to your party members while you're out in the field. I really miss that a lot, even if they say the same thing over and over again. I'd like them to be able to repeat what they're saying because sometimes I'll get distracted and... Yeah, then I'll miss everything and they'll never say it again. Or they'll say, I just told you that. Blackwall, I'm looking at you. I just told you that. I already told you my thoughts. Tell him again! <laughs> I feel like you're a little angry about that. I don't know. I, I hear a lot of the conversations repeat over and over and over 
in too, so that's not really a big deal. Varric will not like if you. Yep, I I do actually hear Varric repeat a lot. Oh bull! But... No, no, yes, yes. You go up into a conversation, like a one-on-one conversation, to him, and you oh, say, yeah, oh, no, "Tell that. me about Hawk," and he's like, "No, I already said it." Yeah, those I'm talking about in the field though, just out and about because you want you want to talk them out in the field, but I don't know. I don't mind it. Honestly, I, I like it better having them just actually talking amongst themselves with the occasional, occasional input of the Inquisitor. I like that, but when I'm talking about out in the field, like in Origins, you could stop what you're doing, stop running, and turn around and ask Alistair, like, your time in the Templar, whatever, in, <laughs> in the yeah, Chantry. but what was at that the like? same time, you know, when you've got a dragon flying around the background having an in-depth conversation about how people feel about the orange they just stepped on is really not exactly something that I would really call. I uh, would. Well worth my time. I would. I, I wouldn't. That's why I don't need it nor want it. I at least need some repeating because I can't remember what's going on. And sometimes you accidentally skip through something and you realize, oh, 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 crap. <laughs> because you think they're going to be talking about the Chantry, but they say something really juicy and you're like, Fuck. <laughs> Are you finished with your keep? Are you in your game yet? I'm not in the game, no. I've uh, almost finished it. So, I'm going to leave it with that. I'm, I'm looking forward to actually being able to jump into the conversations about the spoilery content. Because that's, I want to see how our, you know, different plays actually compare. And, you know, for the listeners too, I want to see what, what differences they've been experiencing. Absolutely. And if you are one of those people that actually does the worst case scenario saves, uh, don't bother. Because I don't want to hear about how you ruin the world. Well, no. Oh, that's BS. Because what happens if, because of those bad choices, good things happen? What if because of those good choices, bad things happen? Mm. Boom! Oh, we made Road speechless. Mm. I feel like bad things are going to happen. Uh, I'm sorry, but bad <laughs> things on top of other bad things just create more bad things. And uh, Bad things on top of other bad things. I was just looking at your picture of Cassandra and you. <laughs> yeah. What Oh, I am doing one thing different. What? Not boning Cassandra? No, Hawk boned Meryl this time. <gasps> Keeping the mage blood pure. Of blood magic, I guess. Ugh. I had my male Hawk bone Anders because, of course. Yeesh. Yeesh. Yeah. Look, look. I, have any, I don't have a problem with him boning Anders. I do have a problem with him boning a sociopathic, actually kind of schizophrenic on top of that, murdering terrorist. I do have that problem. Is it really schizophrenic if it's not his brain? It's the fact that there's another... Multiple personalities, because there's two people in there. Yeah, so is that really schizophrenia? I mean, there are multiple personalities, but it's not a defect of the brain. They merged. It's, it's, they're like the same person now. They merged. They're like, they're like two people in one. We don't want to dampen the mood, D-A-M-P, Dragon Age multiplayer. That was a terrible joke. Before we get to more terrible jokes, we have to do some contact information, or else how are we going to know how much you love us? You have to tell us how much you love us. Don't tell us how much you hate us. Get a hold of us on Twitter at DragonAgeOTR. Contact me at Mistress underscore LeBeau. That's L-E-B-E-A-U. And if you like your tweets favorited, contact Road at ThatRoadGuy. Email us at DragonAgeOTR at gmail.com. Visit our website at QuestGamingNetwork.com. And yes, we know our money's on the dresser. We have sponsors, you guys. Heard about us talk about Dragon Age The Stolen Throne at Dragon Age The Calling? Well, here's your chance to hear it for free. Go to audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork and you get one of those books for free. And the better to hear you with, my dear, visit tweakedaudio.com, enter our code off the record, all one word, for 30% off. Quality earbuds, free worldwide shipping, and a lifetime warranty. And while you're on YouTube, you could also subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork, where you can find a plethora of other shows. That's youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork. Say goodbye, Road. Goodbye, Road. Smartass. Hi. Revenge against men. Manly men. They're men. Men in tights. Men tight. It's gonna be okay. No, I don't want to run seven billion dungeons with you and listen to you chew shit on Skype. Oh, dude, that drives me nuts. If people are eating... And then they pound their fucking keyboard. Of course, I know I do the same thing, but it's just you. There's diplomatic... There's humorous and dick mode. And I have him on diplomatic, but he came out like a dick. It was diplomatic. <laughs> he was totally diplomatic. Oh, can we make it for you? As in we, as in me? Fuck no. Aww. No. Negative. Nah. No.
Sorry, you're recording that. I named my first world state first world state. It's it's a double meaning. The other meaning is in the event there are problems, it will be my first world problem state. Are you recording? <laughs> Totes, my goats, yo. By the way, what? That was recorded.